Radio UNE, the time is 7 o'clock, which means it's time for episode 19 of Way Back When, as I look at some of the best music from 1988, and let's kick things off with a wonderful track from Belinda Carlisle, right now.
You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM, and this is Way Back When, episode 19, where you just heard Heaven is a Place on Earth by Belinda Carlisle, an absolutely amazing song by the singer and taken from a second studio album, Heaven on Earth. It was the lead single from that particular album, and it became Carlisle's only US chart topper when it made number one on the US Billboard Hot 100. It was nominated for a Grammy for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance, however, losing to Whitney Houston, and a lot of people have given particular praise for its key change, Dave Forbert from Shortlist and they are listing it as one of the best key changes in music history. It did extremely well on the charts outside of outside of America as well, charting number one in several countries, including New Zealand, Norway, as parts of Europe, and it reached second position here in Australia, which I find quite interesting. It was a very, very good song, and one I've been looking forward to playing on the show for quite some time. But that being said, I hope you have had an amazing week so far. This is one of my best, uh, this is one of my favourite parts of the week, presenting this show to you. I absolutely love it. And I hope that your week your week hasn't been too too stressful. And I hope that we can make oh, I can make the rest of the week just as good for you. There's only a little bit of the weekend left, but let's hope it's a good one. We're going to move on to the next song on tonight's show, and it's an Australian song by a very famous Australian artist, Kylie Minogue. Her first album was released in 1988, Kylie, and this particular song was the was a single from her album that was released on the 29th of December in '87. It it became a worldwide breakthrough hit for Kylie Minogue. It was exceptionally well received. It did very well on the charts too as well, shooting up to number one here in Australia, making it to number five on the year-end charts here in Australia. It also made number one in Finland, Germany, Hong Kong, Ireland, Israel, among many others. It also made number one in the UK, but only made it to 28 on the US Billboard Hot 100 for quite some uh, interesting reason. It, all, uh, Despite the chart, the chart results, it also garnered positive reviews for music critics. It was called a standout track. It was highlighted on the album as a particular standout out and it's still something that Kylie Minogue is known for to this day it's a very very well received song a very catchy little pop song as well so I think it's perfect to continue the show tonight please enjoy I Should Be So Lucky by Kylie Minogue coming up next on Way Back When episode 19 
You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM on Way Back When, episode 19, and you just heard Kylie Minogue's I Should Be So Lucky, one of her breakout hits. Coming up next, we have another song very typical of 80s music. I would encourage everyone to enjoy it while they can. Given that we are in 1988, it will not be very long before the typical 90s music takes over, especially one band in particular that you will hear from in a few weeks' time. Coming up, though, the 80s song that I have picked to take uh, to take place next is from Robert Palmer, the first single from his album Heavy Nova, and it is presented one of the most memorable music videos of the entire 1980s. Seek it out on YouTube if you want, but I should be I should advise you, it is rather suggestive to say the very least. It reached number two, this particular song, on the US Billboard Hot 100 chart, only behind the number one song that I will be playing a little bit later on tonight. It was also number one on the Billboard Hot Mainstream Rock tracks for three weeks. It earned him his second Grammy Award, and it was nominated for a Brit Award as well for Best British Single. It is what it is among his most recognisable songs, in part because of the music video. That's pretty much why the song continued to be not necessarily infamous, but uh, known by a lot of people uh, throughout the last few years. It reached number 23 on the United States charts in 1988, the year-end chart, I should say, and it did set, uh, fairly well across the rest of the world. It didn't do too, too well here in Australia, but it wasn't too, too bad either, and it's been parodied, parodied numerous times, and it was rather famously used in a Pepsi ad. It was used in a Pepsi ad, and it was also used in an ad for Applebee's in 2020. I think if you know Robert Palmer, you'll know what's coming up. But a song just to have a little bit more 80s music on the show tonight. Please enjoy Simply Irresistible on 106.9 Tune FM. You're listening to Way Back When, episode 19.
You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM on Way Back When, episode 19, and you just heard Simply Irresistible by Robert Palmer, a very, very catchy little 80s track for you. Well, I say with a little bit of trepidation that we're moving on to the next song because it's actually been it's actually received mixed reviews throughout its history and I'll explain why in a second the song that I'm going to play is by Bobby McFerrin and it is very famous for being a little mantra that some people now say to themselves when they're facing a difficult situation don't worry be happy it is notable for being the first a cappella song to reach number one on the Billboard Hot 100 where it held the position for two weeks it peaked at number 11 on the US Billboard Hot R&B Hip Hop Tracks chart it's a bit more of a reggae jazz song than what we're used to hearing here on Way Back When but as I said a very very good a cappella song. It reached number one in Canada as well. It also reached number one here in Australia, as well as several other countries across the world, including Canada, Germany, I said Canada before, excuse me, and Iceland, funnily enough. Now, coming into the reception, it is rather catchy, and a lot of people still like to play it and listen to it to this day, and it does receive regular airplay on a lot of radio stations. However, it also received quite negative reception. Village Voice critic Michael Musto labelled it the worst song of all time. It topped DJ Burt Weiss's list of tracks he would forever banned from radio and in Blender's 50 worst songs ever list they said that quote it's difficult to think of a song more likely to plunge you into suicidal despondency than this which is very ironic considering the song's title and message and and the list also lambasted the appalling lyrics of the song I don't really think it's quite that bad it's certainly not one of my favorites but I did want to include it tonight purely because of the cultural impact the song has had it's a certainly a song that people remember the tune is very simple the message is very simple and people still repeat the chant to this day and it's fairly divisive so I just wanted to get some opinions let us know well what you think of this particular song we're shooting us a message on our Facebook page Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry Be Happy is coming up next on 106.9 Tune FM excuse me you're listening to the home of UNE's student powered radio song I wrote, you might want to sing it note for note, don't worry, be happy, in every life we have some trouble, but when you worry you make it double, don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy now. Don't worry 
be happy. I give you my phone number. When you worry, call me. I make you happy. Don't worry. Ain't got no cash, ain't got no style Ain't got no gal to make you smile But don't worry Be happy Cause when you're worried your face will frown And that will bring everybody down So don't worry Be happy Don't worry, be happy now Don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy. Now there is this song I wrote. I hope you learned it note for note like good little children. Don't worry. Be happy. To listen to what I say. In your life, expect some trouble. But when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. Be happy now. Don't worry. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, don't worry, don't do it. Be happy. Put a smile on your face. Don't bring everybody down like this. Don't worry. It will soon pass, whatever it is. Don't worry, be happy. I'm not worried. You're listening to Way Back When, episode 19, and you just heard what is considered to be either the most catchy song of the 1988 year or the worst song of the 1988 year, depending on who you ask and what your view of music is. Despite that, you cannot deny its cultural impact no matter which side of the fence you fall onto. Moving right along on this show tonight, I'm actually looking forward to the next few songs because the next three songs are all going to be quite soft. They're not going to be as poppy or upbeat or hard as you might expect from previous shows, and actually quite like that because the th- the three next songs are all wonderful wonderful songs despite their tempo and despite their genres so I really do hope you're going to enjoy them because they're more softer soft rock soft pop no matter how you want to describe them I do think you're really really going to enjoy them as I do the first one was released in 1967 it's coming up next and it's a perfect example of what can happen when a song is re-released under the right circumstances this song was first recorded by Louis Armstrong and released as a single in 67 it topped the charts over in the UK 
UK, although it performed very poorly in the United States. And it was actually offered to Tony Bennett, according to some sources, who turned it down. The song, of course, being written by Bob Thiel and George David Weiss. Louis Armstrong's biographer, however, uh, strongly disputes this claim. So no matter how true that statement is, it still did very, very well, especially, again, over in the UK. Made it to number 29 here in Australia, but the song was re-released in 1988 also as a single because it appeared in the film Good Morning Vietnam, which was released the year previous in 87. Then it did exceptionally well here in Australia, making it all the way up to number one. It also topped the chart in Belgium, and it made it to 32 on the US Billboard chart. And it was also number eight on the year-end charts for Australia for 1988. It's a very, very melancholic song, but it's also quite a happy song. It's more, it's got a very upbeat and happy message despite its, I guess, haunting sort of lyrics. And it's What a Wonderful World, as you might have guessed. It's a very, very traditional song, and I really do think you're going to like it. So please enjoy What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong coming up next on Way Back When, Episode 19. You're listening to Tune FM on 106.9. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white. The bright blessed day, the dark sacred night. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow. So pretty in the sky Are also on the faces Of people going by I see friends shaking hands Saying how do you do They're really saying I love you I hear babies cry much more than I never knew and I think to myself what a wonderful world yes I think to myself what a wonderful You just heard What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. Something to keep in mind if you're feeling a little bit down. I know, of course, this year has been a very rough one for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons, especially here in Australia. But there are still positives to find and there are still positives to see in this wonderful world. You're listening to Way Back When, episode 19. And coming up next, we have another slow song and also another song that appeared on a film soundtrack. Although this film, this song was actually written for the film it appeared in rather than What a Wonderful World that just happened to appear in Good Morning Vietnam. 
arm. Not that Louis Armstrong would be complaining. He shot it back to fairly high on the charts again. In any case, moving on is a song from Dirty Dancing, which is a fantastic film that I thoroughly recommend that you go and watch if you haven't seen it yet. It stars Patrick Swayze, who was a phenomenal actor who sadly passed way too young. That notwithstanding, this particular song made its debut in this movie, I've Had the Time of My Life. It's a fantastic song. A lot of people use it as a love song. When you hear the lyrics, you might understand why. It's a very soft rock song. We're going to play the shortened version. The extended version goes for nearly seven minutes, which I simply cannot play on radio. So we're going to play one that's been slightly edited down but still very, very good. It was performed by Bill Medley and Jennifer Warnes, again, off the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. The songwriter was John DeNicola, as well as Donald Markowitz, and helped by Frank Previte, of the lead, uh, who was the lead singer of the band Frank and the Knockouts. Frankie and the Knockouts, excuse me. So he was approached by the producers for Millennium Records and asked him about writing some music for the film, which he then did, along with the other two songwriters, and the rest is history. It's a very, very good song, a fantastic scene in the movie that the song appears in and it's something that still portray that still holds true to this day it's a very very sweet song and a very very wonderful song to listen to it's been covered and sampled numerous times including by black eyed peas quite controversially the darkness as a matter of fact interestingly enough and it's appeared in pop culture a whole lot of times too so i really think that you are going to sing along to this song because it has the lyric i think you will have heard the lyrics is what i was meant to say excuse me i stumble over my words there please enjoy bill medley and jennifer warns singing i've had had the time of my life on 106.9 Tune FM. You're listening to Way Back When, episode 19. Now I had the time of my life. No, I never felt like this before. Yes, I swear it's a truth, and I owe it all to you.
way before Yes, I swear It's the truth And I hope it'll take you You're listening to Way Back When, episode 19, and you just heard one of the best duets of all time, Bill Medley and Jennifer Warnes in I've Had the Time of My Life off of the soundtrack of the film Dirty Dancing. Interestingly enough, that song is one of the most frequently played songs on radio in the entire world. It was that popular. It became a worldwide hit, and I should give it a special mention because it finished at number one on the year-end Australian charts for 1988, which was exceptional. Good for them. Moving on to the third slowest song that I said I was going to play, and it is a really, really, really poignant one. It's one of my favorite slow songs that I've heard in quite some time, and I actually didn't know it was by this artist until doing the research for tonight's show. I couldn't figure out who the artist was, and I thought genuinely thought it was someone else. So I'm really, really excited to play it, but there is a bit of a backstory to it that I'm going to talk about because I think you will find it very interesting. I'm talking about Fast Car, which was written and recorded by Tracy Chapman. It was released as the lead single, lead single from her self-titled debut studio album, obviously Tracy Chapman, her, and it became so popular because of her appearance on the Nelson Mandela 70th birthday tribute concert. This was a concert held at Wembley Stadium in June of 1988, and it was referred to as Free Nelson Mandela because it was marking the 70th birthday of the imprisoned anti-apartheid revolutionary Nelson Mandela. Of course, most people will know about his story. And she she performed once. She appeared in her little set, and she did three songs that actually, one of which was not as a matter of fact, this particular song. In her first appearance, she sang Why, Behind the Wall, and Talking About a Revolution, in case you were wondering, but she was actually called to do a second performance for a very interesting reason. Stevie Wonder landed in the United Kingdom on the morning of the concert. He went straight to Wembley, he warmed up with his band, and he was set to appear after UB40. They were finishing their set. He was about to walk up the ramp and launch into his set when he discovered that the hard disk of his Synclavia, which for those of you who weren't around in the uh, earlier music ages, that was a digital synthesizer, one of the earlier synthesizers. It carried all 25 minutes of his synthesized music. He said he couldn't play without it because it was missing. He turned around, walked down the ramp, and didn't play when he was supposed to. Because of that, there was a really urgent need to fill the gap he had left, and Tracy Chapman was approached and agreed to quickly appear again. So she appeared for a second time where she did play this particular song. Now, she played it along with Across the Lines, but it made her debut album so popular, it led to an insane boost in sales. Before the concert, it was estimated that she had sold about 250,000 copies of her debut album. After the concert and after her two appearances, she sold over 2 million. It was that impactful for her. Fast Car, which, like I said, was the lead single, it became a top 10 hit in the United States, mainly because of her appearance at that concert. It peaked at number six. It peaked at number four over in the UK. It also received two Grammy nominations for Record of the Year and Song of the Year, unfortunately winning neither. It also went to the top of the charts in Belgium, Canada, and Ireland, along with the Netherlands, and it made it all the way up to number four here in Australia. It, it ended at number 44 on the year-end charts for Australia, making it to number nine on the year-end charts in the Netherlands, 
and it was certified double platinum in America. It is an incredibly powerful song. It's about someone trying to break the cycle of poverty, and it's a very, very, very melancholic soft folk rock track. I really, really love it, so I'm going to play it for you right now. Here on Way Back When, episode 19, here is Tracy, Cha- Tracy Chapman's Fast Car on UNE's Student Powered Radio. to anywhere Maybe we make a deal Maybe together we can get somewhere Any place is better Starting from zero Got nothing to lose Maybe we'll make something Me, myself, I got nothing to prove You got a fast car I got a plan to get us out of here Been working at the convenience store Managed to save just a little bit of money Won't have to drive too far Just across the border and into the city You and I can both get jobs And finally see what it means to be living See, my old man's got a problem yeah, but the bottle, that's the way it is He says his body's too old for working His body's too young to look like his My mama went off and left him She wanted more from life than he could give I said, somebody's got to take care of him So I quit school and that's what I did You got a fast car Is it fast enough so we can fly away? Gotta make a decision Leave tonight or live and die this way So I remember when we were driving Driving in your car Speed so fast I felt like I was drunk City lights stay out before us And your arm felt nice wrapped around my shoulder And I, I had a feeling that I belonged Someone, be someone, be someone. You got a fast car. We go cruise and entertain ourselves. Still ain't got a job. Now work in the market as a checkout girl. I know things will get better. You'll find work and I'll get promoted. We'll move out of the shelter. Buy a bigger house and live in the suburbs I remember when we were driving Driving in your car Speed so fast it felt like I was drunk City lights lay out before us And your arm felt nice wrapped around my shoulder And I, I had a feeling that I belonged I, I had a feeling I could be someone be someone, be someone You got a fast car I 
got a job that pays all our bills Instead of drinking, they die at the bar Some more your friends than you do your kids I'd always hope for better Thought maybe together you and me find you They got no plans, they ain't going nowhere so Take your fast car and keep on driving I remember when we were driving Driving in your car Speed so fast, I felt like I was drunk City lights lay out before Your arm felt nice wrapped around my shoulder And I, I had a feeling that I belonged I, I had a feeling I could be someone Be someone, be someone You got a fast car Is it fast enough so you can fly away? You gotta make a decision Leave tonight or live and die this way You just heard Fast Car by Tracy Chapman, an incredible song from 1988. This is way back when, episode 19, and I think it's time to play some Australian music. I'm going to play a song by In Excess, who would release in 1987, Kick. Kick became the most successful studio album of the band. It was certified six times platinum, which is absolutely incredible, and it has spawned a massive legacy being In Excess's, considered their magnum opus, considered their best album of all time. It included four massive singles for the band, all of which made it into the top 10 of the US Billboard Hot 100. New Sensation, Never Tear Us Apart, Devil Inside, and Need You Tonight. I, however, could only pick one, which was incredibly difficult to do. I would encourage everyone to go and listen to that album, either buy it on iTunes or whatever uh, music service you use. Buy the CD if you like doing that sort of old school thing. I'm so, so disappointed that's considered old school now. Or stream it on whatever streaming service you use. The song that I'm going to pick, though, to play is Devil Inside. It's one of the band's best-known songs up there with those other three of course as well as others such as original sin it was written by andrew farris and michael hutchins michael Hutch hutchins excuse me speech impediment in full force tonight it was released as its own single in february of 1988 it reached number two on the u.s billboard hot 100 sadly not cracking into the top top position but oh well it made it to number six here in australia it may not have done as well as the other singles but i do just have a bit of a soft spot for it and i think it's arguably the best from the album but that is certainly a uh, personal opinion and others may differ and if you do differ that is absolutely fine let me know what your favorite song from the kick album was send us a message on facebook and as i said if you have not heard this song before uh, this album before excuse me go and check it out coming up then we have devil inside by in excess feel free to sing along if you know the words you're listening to way back when episode 19 this is tune fm on 106.9 
You just heard Devil Inside by In Excess, a wonderful Australian band, on Way Back When, episode 19, looking at some of the best music from 1988. Rather interestingly, Armadale had a massive achievement to boast in 1988. They were were lucky enough to land the hosting gig for a national rugby camp in January. John Hipwell, who was one of Australia's most famous and talented rugby halfbacks, was a guest director alongside other big names in Australian rugby, including former Wallaby coach Bob Templeton and then Queensland coach Dick. Marks. Novocastri and John Hipwell made the squad for three Wallaby tours to Britain and he represented Australia in 35 tests. He also received an Order of Australia award in 1982 and has sadly since passed away aged only 65 in 2013. I hope he rests in peace. But yes we were able to host a rugby camp with those massive massive names and it was very very popular by all accounts reaching a lot of people who came up to Armidale to participate in the camp which was absolutely wonderful. Turning back to some more amazing music we have another song by Bon Jovi. I know Bon Jovi did exceptionally well with their Slippery When Wet album, but they would also release an album called New Jersey in 1988, which was their follow-up. And it was, again, a massive, massive success. It produced five Billboard Hot 100 top 10 hits, the most top 10 hits to date for any hard rock or glam metal album, both uh, two of which reached number one. One is what one is the one I'm about to play you. And the album was incredibly certified seven times platinum, meaning it sold over seven million copies in the US alone. The album made it all the way up to number one on the Australian Albums Chart, doing the same on the US Billboard 200 and doing and topping the charts in Sweden, Switzerland, and the UK as well as New Zealand. It's also been certified double platinum here in Australia, in case you are wondering. The song I'm going to play though is a very very catchy song that is still played live at most Bon Jovi's concerts. It's also seen considerable airplay on many radio stations even to this day, and it is highlighted by a keyboard play. It's got a keyboard playing pretty much from the start by David Bryan that I think you're going to recognise. It was the lead single. It did very, very well here in Australia as well, making it all the way up to number four. It topped, obviously, like I said before, the Billboard Hot 100. So please enjoy by Bon Jovi, Bad Medicine, coming up next on Way Back When, Episode 19. You're listening to Tune FM on 106.9.
You're listening to Way Back When, episode 19, and you just heard Bad Medicine by Bon Jovi, an incredible song from an absolutely kick-ass album. We're going to keep some hard rock music going. I'm going to turn to a debut album, funnily enough, by the hard rock band Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses are a very famous band, most notably, of course, because that's where Axl Rose and Slash got their fame their fame from. It also, compo- it also uh, consisted of rhythm, rhythm guitarist Izzy Stradlin, bassist Duff McKagan, and drummer Steve Adler, although the lineup has gone through several changes since then. In 1987, they would release their debut album, Appetite for Destruction, which became their magnum opus. It was released to little to no mainstream attention in 1987, but the year after, after they'd toured with the album and received airplay with singles from the album, it had a massive commercial period of success. It topped the US Billboard 200 album chart, and it became the best-selling debut album of all time for any band ever. It also became the 11th best-selling album of all time in the United States. You thought 7 million album sales was impressive? This band managed to sell 18 million copies of the debut album. It's been certified 18 times platinum over in the US, and it sold over 30 million copies worldwide. It's one of the best-selling records of all time, period, not just the US. It's absolutely incredible. However, rather interestingly, critics were originally quite ambivalent towards the album. It didn't receive too positive reception at the time. However, retrospectively, Respectively, it's been given massive critical acclaim and it's actually been viewed as one of the greatest albums of all time which is incredible it's also been charted three it's also been certified three times platinum here in uh, seven times platinum here excuse me in australia three times platinum in argentina i got my words mixed up and it charted at number seven on the australian album chart it is a wonderful album and just like in excess's kick i thoroughly recommend that you go and listen to this album it's in its entirety if you have not it was a fantastic album and an incredible debut album as well it spawned several singles and top 10 hits i originally wanted to play the song that i'm about to play you but i also wanted to play welcome to the jungle as well sadly i was unable to because the the lyrics were just a bit too explicit for radio play at this time of the night. It's only, of course, uh, it's only around the eight o'clock mark, so we can't play it this early, sadly. But Welcome to the Jungle, an amazing song as well. Very, very much wanted to play it. The song I'm going to play, though, is Sweet Child of Mine, because of course it is. It's the one song that is synonymous with Guns N' Roses. It became the band's only number one US single. It's been ranked uh, numerously well uh, in terms of the top songs of 1988, time and time again. And it did well here in Australia as well. It made number 11 on the Australian charts, made number five on the year-end US Billboard Hot 100 charts for 1988 and it has been covered numerous times it's got a very very catchy riff very very catchy lyrics i think most people will have heard it but if not you're really in for a treat it was also rather interestingly covered recently by the heimat demish a german band i'm not going to give too much away about that actually i'm just going to tell you you should go on youtube or spotify or whatever music service you listen to and search sweet child of mine heimat demish after you hear this show i think you're going to be surprised by their interpretation of it and how their music sounds rather interestingly though this also this song was also the center of a little bit of controversy here in australia because the tv music channel max here in australia of course some of you may remember max from your childhoods they published an article that noted similarities between sweet child of mine and the song unpublished critics by australian crawl of course that famous australian band the article included both songs invited people to compare the two and cited a few comments on early articles that had drawn attention to similarities between the songs as of may 2015 however this song apparently has been removed moved the story went absolutely viral 
and it, and it a lot of people encouraged several comments to continue to go viral on both the Max article and the suggestion that unpublished critics had influenced Sweet Child of Mine. So there's not really too, too much more to say about it. No legal action has been taken, but I'm going to invite you to do the same thing. After this show and after you've searched Heimat Demish Sweet Child of Mine and after you've listened to Kick and the Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction album in its entirety, go and listen to the Australian Crawl song Unpublished Critics and see if you can notice any similarities. That being said, that's neither here nor there for the moment. Right now, we're just going to listen to an absolutely amazing song by Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine, coming up next on Way Back When, Episode 19, the home of UNE student-powered radio. You're listening to Tune FM on 
just heard the absolutely immortal Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses on Way Back When, episode 19, and sadly we are about to play the final song of Way Back When. This is be this will be the last song on tonight's show, but I really do hope that you have enjoyed it. It has been my pleasure as always to present it to you, and I hope that you'll join me same time next week, 7pm, to listen to the best songs of 1989. But we do have one final song to play, and I think, it is a, I think you're going to love it. It is a doozy. It is an Australian song once again, and it is by The Angels. The Angels I don't think I've actually been on this show before, so it's another debut for them on the show. It's another debut for a band on the show. They were formed in 1974, and they released several albums before 1988, as a matter of fact. They recorded several, all of which were very good. Don't get me wrong, this isn't a a case of a one-hit wonder or a band that had their breakout hit. All of their albums were exceptionally well-received. It was just in 1988 they released a song that has become part of Australian culture folklore. The original lineup of the band featured the incredible Doc Neeson, on lead vocals and bass guitar who sadly passed away in 2014 of a brain tumour. He was an exceptional frontman. The band also nowadays consists of Rick and John Brewster, Dave Gleason, Sam Brewster and Nick Norton. However, in 1988, they would release their song. Not going to say it just yet, but it's from the studio album The Angels that was released, uh, actually, as a matter of fact, released in 1988, although this song was initially recorded as a ballad in 1976. It was re-released as a rock song on this album, and it's Am I Ever Gonna See Your Face Again? And right now, I guarantee you, people in Australia everywhere are jumping up and down and screaming because they know what's coming. This song has become one of the most famous songs in Australian history, as a matter of fact, it was ranked number 11 on the Triple M's Aussist 100 Most Australian Songs of All Time list because of the audience response. I can't say what the audience response is, however, because it is too explicit, but I'll say that anyone who hears this song live at a concert has heard, has, knows exactly what the response is. People scream it right back at the band after every chorus line, am I ever going to see your face again? And as a matter of fact, a late frontman of the band, Doc Neeson, said it's become the audience's song. It doesn't belong to the band anymore. So when you hear this song in a few minutes, once you hear that chorus, please scream it loud and proud for Doc Neeson and every Angels fan across the world. Just make sure that maybe you're not near uh, any 
any public spot. Otherwise, you might get into a little bit of trouble. Moving on, though, right before I play the song, I also want to point out something quite interesting. In 1999, the band would perform the song during a tour of duty for Australian troops located in East Timor. The audience responded with the chant during every chorus line while the following people were in attendance. Australia's Governor-General Peter Cosgrove, East Timorese spokesman Jose Ramos Horta, and Roman Catholic Bishop Baylor were in attendance. When asked by Bishop Baylor what the crowd was singing... Cosgrove responded, well, Lord Bishop, I really can't make it out. Although then the East Timorese spokesperson, Ramos Horta, uh, Jose Ramos Horta, looked at the Governor General and said he could make it out, which I just think is absolutely wonderful. A very, very Australian song to close the show tonight. Am I Ever Going to See Your Face Again by The Angels is coming up next. Have a wonderful night out there, everyone. Have a wonderful Sunday. Have a wonderful week. And I'll speak with you again same time next week, looking at the best songs from 1989. You're listening to Tune FM on 106.9. This has been Way Back When, Episode 9. Am I ever going to see your face again by the angels coming up right now? I hope that you have an amazing night. That's falling from